Black Friday has come and gone, so has Cyber Monday. But the continuing resolution persists until just before Christmas. That and federal agency spending patterns are keeping contractors on their toes, if not their mistletoes. Here with what the situation looks like, the president and CEO of the Professional Services Council, David Berto. And David, it looks like the spending reflects uncertainty, doesn't it? Yes, Tom. Thank you for having me on this morning. I think one of the things that we have to recognize is that under a continuing resolution, uncertainty is really the order of the day. We're very familiar with the basic dynamic of a CR, which is you have the same amount of money as you had last year. You can't start anything new. You can't stop anything old. That we all know about. The more insidious consequence, though, is every agency at every level holds back on their spending because they're uncertain as to how much they're going to get for the full year, when they're going to get it, or even if they're going to get it. And when you hold back spending in the federal government, you're not holding back federal pay because that has to go out the door at the same rate it does all the time. What you hold back on is contracts. And so are your members feeling this? Are they telling you that, yes, we are seeing lowered levels or suppressed levels relative to even what would be the spending if they were under normal appropriations? But here's what our members are telling us. They're really telling us three different things. Number one, this has been the, the same as not before, even under a full year appropriation earlier in August and September. The delay in procurements, both pre-solicitation, we're going to send you something, we're going to send you something, we're going to send you something, and months go by. But more importantly, the delay after a, a bid is submitted until award, those delays have continued to stretch out. Um, and that is continuing on in a continuing resolution. What we do see, though, in a CR is a delay in the issuance of new solicitations. And so that has slowed down very, very dramatically. In addition, what you're seeing, though, is a greater use of existing vehicles. If, in other words, if you've got an IDIQ contract or a government-wide uh, uh, acquisition circular kind of contract, you can, in fact, put task orders on those more easily. However, the constraint there is not the availability of the funding. It's the amount of the funding you have available. If you've only got four weeks of funding, which is all that the last CR gives you, we've got 18 days left now, right? If you've only got four weeks of funding, you can't spend more than that. In fact, you're likely to spend less than that because you have to husband your money in the event that you need it beyond December 20th. So that really makes it hard on the agencies also. If you have a task order that is a discrete function and it's a service, and it might cost $750,000 or something. I'm just making up that number. And you feel you've only got 330000 under the CR, then your task order is going to be diminished. And that could harm the, I guess, the integrity of the project as a whole should full funding ever come through. Absolutely. It's not just new starts that inhibit you. It's the lack of availability of funding to, to fund existing work. And there's no reporting on this, so all we have is anecdotes that uh, that we hear from our member companies. But it's an insidious consequence of CRs that I think is under-recognized uh, uh, by OMB and by the Congress and therefore not addressed. So I imagine it must mitigate worse against services contractors than product contractors because a product, a thing, a printer, whatever it might be, a server, anyone still buys servers, is a discrete item with a discrete price and a discrete delivery date and get it and you put it in. And the thing about products is it's more binary, right? You either have enough money to buy it and you buy it or you put it on delay until you do have enough money. With services, often what you'll try to do is calibrate. Well, all this means is fewer people, less money, more work, and, uh, and uh, that consequence spreads on out. In, in addition, I think you see, you know, the Defense Department has put a full court press on 
we cannot tolerate a full year continuing resolution. And there's lots of papers that DOD has put out about those consequences. But those papers are on the major programs or on the product side. There's very little examination by the agency for the impact on services, both in terms of the work being done and the people doing it. We're speaking with David Berto, president and CEO of the Professional Services Council. And so what effect does that have, say, on contractor employment? Because are they thinking of furloughing people or do they reduce hours at this point? I don't hear anybody talking about that, and of course, because the, you have the, the offsetting uh, dynamic of we can't hire the people we need anyway. Uh, you know, there's a shortage of, of skilled workers in a lot of categories, plus the backlogs. You still have backlogs in terms of the time it takes to get security clearances and suitability determinations in civilian agencies. Those things have mitigated against any uh, excess of personnel at this point. And in fact, I think we probably still have far too few people to do the funded work that's there to be done uh, once the CR is over. Now, it's anybody's guess what happens on December 20th. I mean, we've been to this rodeo last year, right? December 21st, Friday night, was the government shutdown day. There's hope. There's promise. We have numbers. Um, Whether or not we have a deal that can be reached by December 20th, you know, the Defense Department talks about the consequence of a year-long CR, but it's even worse to have a series of short CRs, which is what we've had so far. Well, there was some reconciliation a couple weeks ago before the Thanksgiving break when the uh, House and Senate appropriator chiefs did come to some top-line agreement. And given the fact that nobody really seems to care about the deficit anymore, and there's much more willingness for the Republicans to give on the domestic side and the Democrats to give on the military side, that maybe we should be optimistic. It may not be good fiscally in the long term for the country, but from a short-term standpoint, they would be able to reach some sort of agreement. It was exciting to see that, in fact, uh, you know, uh, Chairman Lowy and Chairman Shelby had reached agreement on, on allocations by subcommittee. That, of course, doesn't translate into individual agency spending levels. Keep in mind, a year ago, though, we were much further along than this. We, we had full agreement on what the agency spending levels would be. In fact, we had bills uh, for all those agencies. The only issue was a little piece of money for, uh, for the border. And, uh, and that's exactly where we still are today. We're actually further behind than we were a year ago. And so I think concerted effort by the Congress this week and next week is absolutely essential. And the other big difference relative to last year is that there's still no National Defense Authorization Act passed. No, nothing passed. Uh, we have not seen a conference bill or a conference report. Uh, I know you've talked about it uh, on the show earlier. Uh, we've had the proposed skinny bill uh, that the Senate has proposed. Uh, the House has rejected that in its entirety. Uh, of note, the, the House, the chairman of the House Armed Service Committee, Adam Smith, did say that they, the Democrats in the House do not believe they need to address constraints on wall spending in the Armed Services Bill, in the NDAA, that in fact that can be addressed in appropriations. So that just leaves a handful of issues to be resolved before we can get a National Defense Authorization Act. All right, so final advice for contractors in the next few weeks. Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Um, Mistletoe alone will not do the trick. David Berto is president and CEO of the Professional Services Council. As always, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. 
Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.